what you don't know in special education, in our disability community. So today we're going to talk about a topic you might not know about. That's exactly why I brought Christina here to the Special Education Inner Circle podcast. I'm your host, Catherine Witcher, and I'm excited to chat today about a topic that quite honestly, some people are embarrassed to talk about. Some people don't even know that this topic exists. Uh, But before we hop into that, let's start with how did you end up at an IEP table, Christina? Thanks so much, Catherine. So my name is Kristen Abernathy, and I ended up at the IEP table. Um, I'm a mom of three, and our son, Ethan, is autistic. And so once he was diagnosed, we ended up at the IEP table when he was very young, so like pre-K. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's that's an overwhelming experience itself. And um, you and I kind of got connected because you have something beyond just IEP advocacy beyond, you know, writing about our IEP goal or, you know, setting up that next visual system. So tell me a little bit about, you know, let everybody know um, where, where's your heart at? Sure. So I do have a blog and some social media pages called Love, Hope, and Autism. And I not only share, you know, heightened awareness and acceptance of differences, but really talking about the disability community as a whole. And something I'm very passionate about is advocating for inclusive and accessible restrooms. So what that means is, you know, I think a lot of us don't even think about it when we're out in public and we're out for the day and, oh, there's a restroom, there's a restroom. But can you imagine not having a restroom that's accessible for you? Having a restroom that is constantly closed or doesn't have what you need in order to use the restroom independently. And that is something, I mean, using the restroom is a basic human right and it's denied to so many. So I think it's important that we talk about this topic. So what do I mean by inclusive and accessible restrooms? So family restrooms, for example, when we go into a family restroom with our son who is toilet trained, but still does have some accidents. When we go into a family restroom and if he needs cleaned up, there's always a baby changing table. And what happens is he's entirely too large at 11 years old, right? So we are left changing him on the floor on a beach towel, or we have to leave and try changing him in the back of our vehicle. Neither one of those things are human decency and give him no dignity at all, right? So we are trying to find a solution to that. And so we, with the Changing Spaces campaign, advocate for powered, high-digestible adult-sized changing tables to be installed in family-style restrooms so that we can give individuals like my son and for hundreds of thousands of you know, Americans across our country to have a safe, dignified space to utilize the restroom, whether it's independently or with a caregiver, so that they can have the same rights as we have, you know, and to be able to utilize a restroom while they're out in public. So the Changing Spaces campaign is a nationwide campaign. I run the Pennsylvania chapter. And so our main goal and our mission is to share our story, to get the word out as self-advocates and caregivers and parents so that we can continue to share our stories and spread awareness on this very important issue. Yeah, you know, um, when I started to learn about different campaigns like this, that, you know, you're advocating out in public, you know, my brain always comes back to the school, right? I'm always thinking about the school experience and what's available and what's not available. And your story and what you're working towards reminds me of when I was a brand new teacher and I was working in a special education, uh, kind of like a separate school. It was part of the public school system, but we had this therapeutic day school kind of setting for kids who had multiple needs. And so mind you, we were in a specialized setting. And I, when I would go work in the high school room, cause I was kind of a floating teacher in that building, I would go work in the high school room. And when it was time to help a, a child, you know, toilet 
we had to do that in the classroom and there was no changing table. There was no, um, you know, nothing dignified of, of how we could, could do this. So I set up like partitions and let's just face it. It's, it's not uh, an experience that you want to share with your classmates. And there were things that were shared that there's just, it just was uncomfortable for everybody involved. These are 18 to 22 year old adults and we're caring for them in a corner of a room with some partitions because we didn't, we couldn't bring the wheelchair where it needed to go. We, we couldn't change, you know, the diaper where it needed to be. There was just no privacy. Right. Right. And that's, that's so important. The privacy and human dignity is such a huge piece of this. You know, it's not just about installing the table, right? Like we need to make sure that that privacy and human dignity is intact. We don't want to install a table and then have eight rows of stalls, you know, where people are walking by, right? Or in your case, like, let's just, let's just put a table in the middle of a special education. So in, even in that sense, you don't want a table in the middle of a room where everybody can see and hear and be a part of that. I mean, utilizing the restroom is a very private issue, which again, makes it kind of a so, you know, a hard, a hard subject to talk about, but um, I think it's so important because without it, families are being denied a basic human right. And I think now after the pandemic, so many families who might not have known what it feels like to be secluded and stuck at home, now everyone knows what that feels like. Yeah. You know, places were closed and you couldn't go, but can you imagine them open and you still can't go because you have a family member they, yeah. they cannot go because there's no there's no accessible restrooms for them. So I think people are are even more empathetic now than ever because they they know what it feels like to be stuck at home and to be secluded. Yeah, you know what I think is interesting too is you know, like I said, that was this was way back when I was a brand new teacher. Like we're talking, like I was like 21, maybe 22 uh, years old. You know, I that was just what I was told, like, this is what we do. This is how it is. Um, you know, being a special education, you know, sibling, let's see, we've got notifications going off. Let me turn those off there. Um, so being a special needs sibling, I try to like look ahead and I try to say what would be the best in this situation. Would I want my brother treated this way? You know what? I want him having this experience, but inside of the school system, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, but I didn't advocate for something different in that because it was just how it was done. And I didn't think that there was another option or that I, I could do that. Or I was doing, you know, 99 other things as a teacher. And it was just kind of like, well, and that got pushed aside. So this way, when, when I, you know, first thought, let's have this conversation, let's bring this to light because there's things that people can do inside of the school system. And then there's things that they can do out in the community to even just, start the conversation, right? So I know you brought a couple of steps for us. So let's just dive into those real quick. So people can be like, I've never thought about that. Okay. Now I thought about it. Now what? Right. So I think first and foremost, like you said, people don't know what they don't know. And I think that's so important because I don't think people are being rude or ignorant if they don't know or have experienced them, this themselves or a neighbor or a friend or another family member, they simply don't know what they don't know. They think, it's ADA compliant, baby changing tables are fine, all is well in the world. So without our stories and without us talking about it and making it part of our conversations, people don't know. So I always say the first most important thing that you can do is make it part of your conversations. 
make it part of the conversation when you're out in public. So whether you're talking to a business owner um, or someone, you know, if you're at a museum or something like that, hey, I happen to notice your family restroom is really large. You have a baby changing table in there. Have you ever thought about someone who comes in with a disability? Where will they use the restroom? Can you make your restroom more inclusive and accessible for all people? So for me, I think that the biggest piece is spreading awareness and talking about it because then we can put it on people's radar, right? So I think that's the first most important step. And again, if it doesn't affect you personally, you can take someone else's story. You know, hey, I was just thinking about it. My, my neighbor's son has a disability as a wheelchair user. What would you do in this, in this situation? Like where would they utilize the restroom for him? Um, and then secondly, um, I always say, you know, now that you've heard about the Changing Spaces campaign, you've also heard about Love, Hope and Autism. There are many disability accounts out there follow them on social media accounts, share their posts. Again, get, get involved in the conversations, but keep sharing and talking. So even if that's just your little part and, you know, sharing and extending that conversation and just making a part of, you know, spreading more awareness about it, that is so helpful in itself. So sharing across social media, following disability accounts and just continuing to learn and share. Um, and like you said, if you are getting involved in like the school setting, I would always say like I would go straight to the principal of that school and start with them first and start the conversation. Do they need to take it to the board? If you have a child with a disability that as they get older, they need something like this, continue to advocate for it because I feel like it, it, it's a need. They would need to have that in order to go to school there. So make a part of the conversation and get it started ahead of time. It's, it's something that takes some time, right? It doesn't happen. Years ahead of time, right? Years. We are not pretending like you're going to go to your principal and say, hey, wouldn't this be a great idea to get this yeah. installed and it's going to magically happen. This is this is a lot of forward thinking um, yeah. in our school system for sure. It's forward thinking anywhere. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, things don't happen immediately. But it is something definitely for parents to be thinking about ahead of time. It's something that a teacher, you know, a lot of times as a special ed teacher too, like we're like, you know, what could we, what we could, what could we do that would really make a difference like school wide in that way. And sometimes we get involved in if the schools try to do things that might feel kind of fluffy, right? Like it's a feel good kind of thing, kind of activity. Mm -hmm. um, and then there there's programs like this or things like this that maybe they're not going to be as flashy they're not going to be as fun to talk about but right. gosh this would be a huge impact so important absolutely because again it's not you're not just advocating for your child and the person that's impacted by it that you're advocating for you're advocating for such a bigger purpose for their future but for all the future children and young adults that are coming up through that school system that's going to need something like this and a huge thank you for years and years to come you know just making it more inclusive for, for everyone there. Um, and then also like my third point is to get involved. So if it, if it touches your heart in a way that you're like, gosh, I just wanna do more, get involved. So you can get involved in the Changing Spaces campaign by going to www.changingspacescampaign.com. Um, we also have many chapters across the United States. So if you type in like Changing Spaces Pennsylvania on Facebook, you'll come straight to my group. I'll let you in. You can see all the work that we've done, like in my particular state. Um, so feel free to join any of those groups. If you if there's not a chapter already started in your state, we're more than happy to talk to you, have a meeting with you, see if it's something that you want to get involved with. Again, it's not it's not anything paid. We do this on our own time. We do this. However, however much you put into it is what you get out of it. So sometimes there's 
weeks where I'm like, go, go, go. And then sometimes you have a couple down weeks or you run into huge health issues. I mean, things happen, right? right? So, I mean, it is what it is. There's, you know, we appreciate even if you advocate one day a month, like that's huge, you know, so every voice matters. So getting involved would be great. And you can also, um, there's a few states that have bills passed regarding this. Some of us are still working on it. Um, for Pennsylvania, we're getting ready to reintroduce our bill. Um, so we've been working hard on that. Hopefully next week it's getting reintroduced, but you know, talking to your state legislators, speak to your uh, representatives and senators, get them involved, make it part of the conversation, get it on their radar. Because again, if they, they don't know what they don't know. So I, I just I'm gonna give a challenge. I'm gonna give a challenge. I'm gonna give a challenge to our our teachers and parents out there who may may not have ever thought about this. And and you know, here's there's this big movement that's happening for inclusive playgrounds, right? There's inclusive, like let's get a swing that everybody can you know um, access. Let's get this you know playground equipment that everybody can access. That includes that we have to have bathrooms that mm -hmm. everybody can access. And it's not just a changing table in that way, yeah. but that goes for schools too. So a lot of times there's these campaigns at schools where everybody, you know, is working together to get that adaptive swing added on to where all the swings are at. Well, if we need an adaptive swing, guess what? We probably also need an adaptive bathroom that, yeah. that would be accessible. So I just want to put that kind of thought into everyone's head is listening here. If, if you see something fun, like the playground that we need to make accessible, let's think about all of the things that go along with accessing play. And that includes an accessible bathroom. I absolutely agree. And I think, you know, when we're talking about schools and playgrounds and things like that, but even when you're out in the community, I think so often we're thinking of ramps and, you know, no curbs and all these things. And then it's like, oh, we have accessible seating and we have, it's wheelchair accessible. But if you don't have an accessible restroom, they're still not going to come, you know? So I just, I think that's such a huge, important piece. Cause I'm like, you, you have all these things and they're like, well, we don't see a lot of people because you don't have an accessible restroom. <laughs> they can get into your establishment and enjoy the baseball game, but without an accessible restroom, how do you expect them to spend the next six hours here? Yeah. Right. So yeah. You're, you're still missing that huge piece of a basic human, right. Utilizing the restroom. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Christina, I want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for helping us bring this conversation to the forefront and, you know, step out of that uncomfortable. Uh, I've never thought about this. Who would I talk to? It's like, let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about, you know, it, you know, all the things that come along with making sure that we have inclusive communities. So uh, we'll have all the links. We'll have um, every way that everybody can get in touch with you here. So uh, wherever you're listening to this, go to the show notes, go look, make sure you go um, connect with Christina. And again, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I love this. Thank you.